Greetings, wandering humanoids. I'm Shrya. Flynn. Oma. And I'm your DM, Ethan. Welcome to Venture Forth. Previously, you all had been traveling from the town of Marstock to Direhand on your way to the capital of Oakenspire. You guys have been traveling this way to rescue the ill-fated Xavier, someone who Olma had known in her past. And on your way, you guys had come across a couple of, uh, let's call them roadblocks in your way. On the way down from Marstock through these two mountain ranges that scaled you on either side, you guys came across a family of half-orcs, and this family seemed to be in trouble as they weren't able to get past this waypoint to get to Direhand. You guys decided to stop and turn around and help this family get through the mountain, a little bit more of a direct route, but admittedly more dangerous. You guys could tell immediately upon approach that this half-orc woman was very pregnant, and after a little bit of discussion, um, Kalik had decided that you guys needed to help and went back. You guys begun your travel through the mountain and went deep and discovered a ancient dwarven forge deep underground with these massive forges, only to discover that now, although they lay dormant for the dwarves, they were housing fire giant babies. And after waking a couple of these babies, a fire giant mother burst into the room and began attacking you all for waking her children. Unfortunately, we lost a horse. And as you guys were able to, to run, minus one horse member of your party, um, you guys were able to escape the mountain and escape this fire giant, closing the tunnel behind you, and finally escape to the open air. As you guys did, you noticed it is very late at night and you guys decided to take a rest. And after scouting a little bit of an area, an, an opening, Kalik had seen some invisible footprints trudging through the leaves. Not deciding to go after whoever this person was, you guys decided to bed down for the night. You guys had taken, some of you had taken your rests so far, um, but as Shreya goes back to sleep and, and continues his rest along with Orak, the father of um, the young half-orc girl, Oma, you wake up, see that the sun is almost just beginning to rise. You don't see the sun directly, but you sort of see that light that preludes the sun in the morning, and you just barely see it through this, this strip of open sky along the horizon as these thunderous clouds begin to stretch all the way to the horizon. As you wake up, you see Shri is just going to, to sleep. What would you like to do? Can I try a... Um, I want to watch the sunrise slowly, like the, the peaks, and I'm going to pull um, into my, reach into my pocket and pull out the little raven pendant I have and, and the little acorn that I have and just kind of like hold on to them and, and think about... Um, 
where Mart might be. And I'm so glad that we're close to Xavier now. Do I see the horse still fast? Yes, you do. The horse is tied to a tree. Just is it sleeping? Yes, it is. Um, I want to forage for some berries and then go up to the horse. Okay, I'm going to have you make a survival check. <laughs> Six. You find some berries. Um, you don't know if they're good. You don't know if they're poisonous. Mm. Okay. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. I don't know anything about them. Do they look like the berries that I ate earlier? Yesterday? Yes, they do. The other day? A long time ago? Time is weird. That other time that I mm-hmm. ate berries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, they look very similar to that. Yeah. So I'm going to test one. <laughs> okay. You eat it. It tastes pretty much the same. Great. Cool. <laughs> I hope I'm fine. Um, I'm going to go over to um, Still Fast with some of the berries that I have um, and just kind of uh, make sure that um, Still Fast hears me walk up so I don't surprise the horse, but kind of shuffle my feet a little bit as I get closer to it. Okay, it does kind of jolt awake at first and then sees you and calms down. Great. Um, (laughs) I am going to kind of like put my hands out in front of me as I get closer to him. Um, because I don't spend a lot of time with Still Fast. And I just want to put my head up closer to its eyes um, and kind of pat its neck um, and give it some of the berries. Does it eat the berries? Yes, it does. Okay, so they're probably fine. Um, (laughs) And as I'm patting its neck, I just want to... Does it seem sad? Um... (laughs) Make an insight check at disadvantage. Because <laughs> this is a horse. <laughs> you know, 11. 11. Could be worse. <laughs> um, it's a horse that just woke up. Really can't tell. Okay. Um. I'm sorry, still fast. I don't know if Penelope was your friend. I don't know if horses have friends. But I'm sorry that she's not with us anymore. I'm just like petting still fast's neck. I'm just gonna breathe with the horse. That's how I'm gonna spend my watch, is just kind of like getting some Nice horse therapy in. Okay. Um, and as you do, um, over the course of your watch, the you just barely catch the sun beginning to rise over the horizon before the clouds completely overtake it and the sky turns completely gray. I'm going to have you make a perception check for me to finish out your, your watch. And um, a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Okay. Um, you hear the rumblings of thunder um, and they are seem to be coming from behind you, sort of towards the mountain, maybe up and over the mountain where you guys originally went into the cave. And you're sort of looking up and around and 
you sort of look up and back towards the mountain and you see all these these rolling thunderclouds and booming thunder every couple of minutes. And after one of the booms of thunder, you think you see a shadow move across one of the clouds. Almost like this, this huge figure just walking through the clouds. Like humanoid? Humanoid, oh. but massive. But over, it's over by the... Just over the peak of the mountain as you're looking back towards where you came from. Okay. And you see this figure. It's it's like something is either deep within the clouds or even beyond that. You're just barely able to see the shadow. And you can see this thing walking. And after a moment, it stops. And you're able to see it clench its fist and rear back. And as it rears its hand back, you see sparks of of lightning around its hand. And it throws these sparks of lightning. And you can hear and see lightning shatter across the sky all around you before silence once more. The shadow fades. And after another minute, you hear another burst of thunder. But this time, you're not able to see anything accompanying with it. It sounds like it's further beyond the mountain. Is it raining? It is at this point just starting to rain. Where we are? Just starting to come down, yes. Oh my goodness. You I... can you can feel the first drops. Um, most of the trees around you guys are able to sort of keep it from falling directly on you, but you catch a couple of drops on your face. Yeah, I'm going to pull my hood up a little bit and like tighten my cloak a little bit. And have I, I've never, have I seen anything like that ever before? You have not. No. Yeah. I'm just going to, I'm wide-eyed at the, at the sea, at the, at the root, at the, at the wide-eyed at the sky just um completely uh, silent (laughs) at what I see okay and with that the rest of you wake up to the sound of booming thunder and at this point more and more rain beginning to hit your face as (sighs) this downpour begins to start (laughs) what was that Oh, man. My head hurts. Could we go back inside that mine again? That cave? Under no circumstances, Shreya. I'm not going back into that mine. I don't like getting wet. Um, I'm still... If you look at Oma, I'm still still staring at at the sky. Um... Um... Guys... What is it, Alma? And I'll turn to the uh, the rings I'd drawn in the in the dirt that are now becoming mud, and just swipe it to destroy it. What's what's wrong, Alma? There's something in the sky. I believe they call that a thunderstorm. I was gonna say Alma. clouds. What what do you mean? And I'll look to where she's looking. Can I see anything? Um, you see the moving clouds. You see. Um, like this, this rolling mass of of clouds, and every once in a while, lightning and thunder, but nothing it's unusual. Like a storm. For a storm, yeah. I did you see him? Um, I thought I saw someone walking, but like a big someone, and I think they're causing the lightning. But that doesn't make sense, right? Right? Well, right? Uh, we're pursuing someone who's the 
father of the fallen storm, right? You suppose yeah. that's the fallen storm? Just grace in our path here? No, no. I I thought that was a metaphor. I thought it was figurative as well, yes. But maybe it's a being. Ah, hard to look at it. <laughs> I, put my, I shield my eyes from the rain as I'm looking up. Uh, I don't know. I, hopefully no conspire. There's more knowledge on this. Or perhaps Xavier can enlighten us. Maybe. After we make it to Dire Hand first. Yeah. Well, uh, sleep okay, home. Besides. Yeah, it was nice. It was peaceful. I gave still fast some berries. That's good. Um, I'll uh, kind of sit up and pull my hood up um, as the rain's still coming down. Um, and I'll, um, as they're conversing and talking about the storm, I'll turn to Shreya. Um, hey, do you, do you have anything in that pouch that helps with headaches, aches, pains? I'm really feeling it this morning. Uh, that was a lot. With the affliction, is it more uh, located toward this? Is it the skin or no, your it's like, internal? It's like right here under my eyebrows and like kind of in the back of my head. Uh, let's see what I can do. Let's see if any of these survived the cave journey. And I'm just going to look into my herbalism kit to see if I can put anything together to give Flynn some relief. Okay, um, I'm going to have you make a medicine check. Oh, not awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no. but, uh, not terrible. Uh, 11. Oh. 11. Um, you concoct something that is seems to be just sort of like a general pain relief thing. Um, you're not exactly sure what Flynn is talking about, um, like in, in specific sort of diagnosis, but this general pain relief should do it. This will penetrate the top layer of skin. You should feel both a cooling sensation and also... Some temporary relief to if you're experiencing a throbbing of any kind. Oh, well, thanks. Um, and as I pull my cloak in, I'm assuming it's a little bit cold. Is it? Is it warm? Like a warm? Is it? A, what is this? And I, I reach out for it. Is it like a beverage? Is it a? a no, it's uh, it's basically I've uh, rubbed some herbs together and then uh, wrapped it in a. Uh, like a uh, thinly woven piece of bark and it's actually a topical. It's not something okay. you... No, it, I'll, I'll reach it's out a, and... Yeah, it's a topical. Grab it and start like rubbing it on my forehead. <sighs> Does it feel better? <laughs> um, yeah, at first it's a nice like <laughs> cool, 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 cooling cool. sensation and then once it starts to heat up, the uh, the pain starts to dissipate a little bit. Well, that's good. That's good. Thank you. Anytime. Man, I'll turn to the... Um, should we get going? Well, what do we do now? Well, we're, uh, bound for dire hand, right? We still have these people to get to their family first. And then from there, we'll, uh, make our way to Oakenspire. Establish the connection back to Hayfried. Right. But what about Penelope? I look, I just, like, look back to where we came from toward the mine. I was thinking about that too. Um, 
Uh, DM, if I look to to the family, are they? How are they doing right now? What's their state? Um, right now, the uh, father Orak and the mother Dura are trying to um, like um, take some of their cloaks off and sort of shield their daughter Val from the rain as she's sort of sitting there shivering. Um, and they just seem to be like trying to protect her from the weather right now. Uh, um, I was thinking about that, Holman. I don't know, maybe... Uh, I don't have, you know, proximity to Penelope's remains, but we, we might be able to do a little something for her, if that would... I'd like to try to usher her on to the best of my ability. Yeah, I don't want her to be all alone in there. Hi. Um, do you have anything that we could use, uh, just as a a totem? You know, something that represents identity. <laughs> I take that as a no. Uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Well, now look over at Shry and Flynn. Maybe just a bit of rope. And uh, seeing their their nods of approval, I'll produce just a, just a, a like a foot of rope. And um, I will, I'll take the rope and I'll lay it in a little horseshoe. Uh, under the under the nearest tree, if there's the biggest tree I can find, I'll create a little like cushion of soil, and I'll and I'll lay this in a in a horseshoe. Uh, and I will um, uh, begin to ritual cast ceremony, and it will not have any magical effect, <laughs> um, uh, on <laughs> Penelope in actuality, but uh. For the intent and purpose of uh, doing a funeral rite, I will cast a spell. Um, and I will invite everybody to gather around. <laughs> I go, I go. Yeah. Um, I've never done this for a horse, so... Uh, <clears throat> um, Penelope, the horse. Um... We barely know you. Um, but you, you're a nice horse. You know, we, we put you through a lot and you, you saw it all through without complaining. And uh, I'm grateful for all you gave us. And I'm glad your death, however violent and ugly, I'm glad it was a quick one. And I... I'd like to thank that and your final moments you saw your option you know you, you looked upon this family and these people who had um, come upon you and and you knew what the risks were and still you you rode heroically into that fiery tunnel but I know that's not true. You did not choose to be a hero. It was thrust upon you. As I look around the group, 
We made you do it. I saw it to it personally, that you were put in harm's way. The world demanded a hero of you at a moment's notice and gave you no choice at all but to face your doom head on. And still, you rose to the occasion, unwavering, fearless. This burgeoning family, this young girl and her unborn sibling, whatever joy they have in their lives they lead from here will be born of your steady stride into the blazing dark. And as I'm casting this, the, the rope has begun to burn. Uh, and it's creating this like uh, this horseshoe pattern of just uh, embers and soot. Um, and at the center point of it, the, uh, the, the ember, it seems like it's like blazing at a consistent pace. But once it reaches the center, this last ember continues to flicker. It is my hope that the embers of that burning boulder that struck you down will send you to the Argent Plains on my behalf. May we all know such bravery on our way out. Amplectare. Now, complete my casting of ceremony. And as you do, you look up to the rest of the group and for the first time take your eyes off of this burning rope. And you look and you see Oma standing there. You see Shreya. You see Flynn. Next to Flynn, you see a hooded figure, gray cloak, off of the shoulders, ash floating off into the air. What? Oh my Head God. bowed, hands clasped in front of him. And for a moment, you see him before he disappears, and you wonder if he was even there. And I just bow my head in, in respect. I'll, um,. I'll walk up uh, as he bows his head and I'll just kneel down towards where the rope was. Um, um, <laughs> Kelly kind of said it all, but I feel like it was kind of my fault. I'm supposed to improvise and it's supposed to work out, but sometimes it doesn't. He's right that I kind of asked this of you and you didn't get a say. He's also right that and in turn it saved people. And of course, if I could bring you out of that cave alive, I would I would have. And I'll, um, not really thinking what to do in this like, kind of situation, I'll just um, kneel down to the, to the dirt, to the mud. I'm assuming it's still raining, and I'll just reach my hand out of my cloak and draw like a little C um, and put a line through it. And I'll uh, stand up, walk back to the group. Just kind of nod my head in silence. I'll just walk up to Kalik as he's bowed his head. I have tears just kind of like silently streaming down my face and I'll just 
reach out and grab his hand and squeeze it. Close my eyes and under my breath, uh, I say just into the ether, Penelope, wherever you are, I hope you're able to find uh, some of those purple carrots that you'd been so desperately seeking. I hope there are more of them where you're going. Alma, um, I, I wish I knew how to put all of this in perspective, but I don't know that I can resist the call of action when it comes to these things. I sort of like just a a shallow glance toward the family. I don't want to indicate to them that they, I don't want them to know what I'm talking about. I I see now how much, uh, how little I can control what happens. It's such a strange position to be in, to be as powerful as we are. And still to have no control over the world. So I'll try to consider more when I put everyone at risk. I don't understand. I've never wanted to go out of my way to help people. So I... I can't say that I, I understand... The call. But I do want us all to stay safe. So I... I I appreciate that. The path we're on is... It's not safe. You know? Mm Mm-hmm. So when it comes to... Risks necessary or not I, I don't know that there's really a line to be drawn I understand but it's the path we're on sometimes we just have to think about the path we're on and 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 what's the best way to accomplish that for us you know I, I never feel like I'm in control of anything I know but It's just the... This is the razor's edge. What is? You can... Use your power for all manner of things. Yeah. But when you only use it to serve yourself, then... I just think the end of that line is... Far more dangerous. I'm not only using it to save myself. Not I'm a, not, but, not an accusation. but if other people are so dumb and they won't even go back to their homes, I'm instead not, they want to go to a super to risky place. <sighs> Fine. I don't know if I'll ever agree that this was the right thing to do. 
but it's already done. And I don't want to be mad about it anymore. So let's just keep going, right? We'll go to Dyer Hand. And then we'll go check on the portal. And then we'll save Xavier. I kneel down. I'm asking you to meet me halfway here, Alma. I am meeting you halfway. I'm not mad anymore. That's not halfway, Alma. That's What's just pushing halfway? it over the rock. But I'm hoping you'll help me find it. I don't know where halfway is. Maybe we can find it. I guess we'll try. Um, I'll stand and I'll um, head over to uh, uh, the family to see that they're prepared to move. Ark, uh, you and yours doing all right? Yeah, we're good to go. You guys ready? Yes. Thank you for, for waiting. All right. And he uh, looks over to his wife and his daughter and he, he motions a few things with his hands. Um, Flynn, you see that he just motions it's time to go. And they... Uh, Look ready. All right. Uh, stay close, right? Uh, there's some manner of invisible creature out here. Can't what? Believe. Yeah, I imagined this. I think there's there was a person I, that's I don't crossed our path. This. Was it like when we were resting in the? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, mentioned it to all of us, or was I already asleep? You say you saw some being, Kalik. Uh, the, the footsteps of someone coming from the cave. I think they might be our unknown assassin. Assassin? The person that slit the throats of those men we passed. Oh, we did talk about this, but then I slept. Okay, you're That's right. right. I don't remember anything. It's been a been a rough night, so I understand. Well, I shall be walking with you all very close then. If not for also the fact that it's raining and I do not like to fly in the rain. <laughs> and at the mention of that, I tap the staff against the ground. And if you go with me on the druid craft, uh, little, uh, little vines are going to grow out from the top of it. And out from the top are just going to sprout some like palm leaves in a sort of circular pattern. I'm attempting to shield myself from the rain. That is amazing. I will allow it. Yes. yes. You now have a druid crafted umbrella. All right. Um, can I? Yeah. Also, mm-hmm. can you go with me? Yeah. <laughs> While I'm feeling generous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm gonna um put my hand above my head to kind of block the rain. And as I do that, I would like to create a five foot cube over my head that directs the flow of water away from me. Yeah, sure. Nice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, what spell are you using? Um, shape water. Shape water. Is that a cantrip? It is. Okay. Oh, you God. choose. Yeah, you instantly move nice. or otherwise change the flow of water as you direct for up, up to five feet in any direction. It's so a cantrip. Like, I'll allow you to continuously do it for as long as you need. <laughs> All and, right. And wait, if you would allow me. Oh, <laughs> oh. 
I would like to pull my hood a little bit further down and huddle into my cloak. No, you are not. You are not allowed to do that. <laughs> if you um, would allow me, <laughs> I will have no means of protecting myself from the rain and just <laughs> solemnly trudge through the. <laughs> that's what I thought. Okay, I think that's um, your preferred method. <laughs> as you guys uh, start walking down the mountain, um, it is your your pace is just a little bit slowed, just because all of the dirt has been. Um, well, obviously, besides Flynn being slower, um, <laughs> the dirt has turned into mud. And as you guys are going downhill, you guys have to be a little bit more careful where you put your feet. But um, generally, you guys are are doing good making your way down this mountain. Um, you guys uh, crest the uh, foothills of this mountain and continue on off to Direhand. Um, as the rain just continues to pour down... Um, for those who are not protected, and even for Flynn, just with your your cloak up, um, the individual drops of rain are getting heavier and heavier, and almost get to the point where they start to sting a little bit. Especially for you, Kalik, who are, you're you're just out braving the elements. Um, and as that happens, um, Orak shields his daughter a little bit more and puts his cloak over. He's taking the 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 force of it, but he's protecting her, and eventually you guys are able to get to the outskirts of Direhand. Um, you guys see a uh, city here in front of you, a port town. Um, you can see a lot of the town is is based right up along the coast. Um, and you can see several ships in the harbor. You can see people loading and unloading boats. Um, you can see in the actual town itself, um, pretty flat, pretty even. Um, you you only see one or two buildings of the probably couple hundred that are here, one or two that exceed more than one story. Um, most of it wood, and um, as you guys begin to walk up, you can see a lot of the wood is, um, you can tell it's very weathered just from being this close to the gulf here and being right on the coast. Um, but as you guys do, um, Oreck leads his family off, sort of off to the side, and you see him um, walk and, and head toward a grouping of houses there. Um, and as he does, are you guys choosing to, to follow them or make your own path? I want to see to it. I'll, I'll look to everybody for agreement, uh, but it would be my intent to, to see to it that they make it to their destination safely. Yeah, I would, I would agree with that. Okay. Yeah. Um, you guys all follow them and as they walk they turn down a street turn down another street um, it seems that they know where to go it doesn't seem like Val has much of an idea she every once in a while she'll like turn in the wrong direction but her parents will correct her and um, they continue on and as they turn down one street um, most of these streets at this point are pretty empty everyone's inside sheltering themselves from the rain but um, Dura drops to one knee and begins clutching her her stomach and you can see that she's sort of tensing up a little bit and then she she relaxes a little bit yeah. and um, as she does she gets back to her feet and Orek puts sort of a, an arm under her shoulder and begins rushing her a little bit more as you can start to hear, hear her struggling um, just to put one foot in front of the other and when she hits one more, what, okay, like you would know for a fact to be contractions, um, she drops to one knee just outside of one of these houses. And she relaxes once more. And in one final 
push to get his wife into the door. Orak puts his arm under her shoulder, lifts her up, opens the door, and carries her inside. Doesn't even mind to close the door behind them. As you look inside and see the warm glow of a fireplace, um, and you can smell some some food. It, it smells like something's been prepared um, in, in this home. And you can hear the sounds of, of recognition. And you look inside and you see a couple of other half-orcs of varying age. Um, and as they do, they um, whisk uh, Dura off into one of the bedrooms. And you guys are just able to see inside before the door is closed. And they take her off into one of the bedrooms. Are we inside the house? You guys are standing outside of the house. You guys have not has entered it, yet. Has, has, has this family given any inten- impl- like Im- implication that we should be following them or not? Or are we just stalking them? They have not given any indication. They don't even seem to have noticed that you're following. Or just don't care as something more important is going on. I'll uh, just like as the door shuts and as they get inside, I'll turn to just Calic and just some time. Yeah. Gods wonder what might have happened if we weren't here to get them out of there. Yeah. They were going through the darkness either way, I believe. Yeah, there was no stopping them. Does it... Can we hear commotion? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. At this point, the front door is still open. They closed the bedroom door um, once they went inside. But um, yeah, you can at this point hear um, the sounds of a woman going into labor. Was there? There did did we see the rest of the family before they closed the door behind them? Yes. Um, When they opened the door, um, it seemed like from what you could see from the smells it seemed like there was some sort of festivities awaiting them but upon immediately seeing what was going on all of that was dropped rush her into the bedroom and close the door okay I think she's in good hands yeah I don't uh, maybe this is the line you know I don't need to overstep here it seems like I have the support they need does this building feel if I look around does it seem well enough solid in its construction all of that does it seem like it'll be a warm safe place for this baby <laughs> yeah for sure yeah. for sure yeah definitely not like riches yeah. but for sure enough to to house a family healthily do i see the kid inside at all i'm assuming they didn't go in the bedroom Is they the kid- do not no um the the kid actually went right over to the table and there's a couple of um like baked goods on the table and she's like trying to reach up and try um, if I could just catch a glimpse of Kid and try and uh, catch an eye, just uh, move my fingers and hands in a certain few motions and um, just sign, um, stay safe. Goodbye. Okay, and you see her look at you. I'll do it really and, slow and like... Yeah, she looks at you and you can. she closes her eyes and you can tell like she's processing this and with her eyes closed, she slowly puts her hands into one motion and you see her sign thank us and then, and then she kind of shakes her yeah. head and, and then she signs thank you yeah. I'll just give a chuckle and a nod and I think they're fine let's them be for now we can check in the morning if you want to come back uh, I'm alright uh, you know there's only so far that our 
that we can extend ourselves. And we've made it to Direhand uh, quite a bit faster than we might have otherwise, so. Yeah. You know, well, well done, everyone. We, we handled that crisis. Best we could. What, Halma? I see you looking at me. Nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Seeing this family reunited doesn't give you a little warm feeling. Seeing the hope of this future for this child. I mean, sure. There could have been hope for them elsewhere too, though. Well, sure. We hope anywhere you look. But it can only be created by courage. They didn't even say anything to us. They didn't even say thank you. They didn't even care. They're having a baby, Alma. What do you want? A parade for you? Well, they didn't even pay you the seven gold that they said they were going to pay you. We so, told like, them it's not totally to useless. pay us. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh, boy. Let's see if we can find ourselves a place to lie down and be warm. Yeah. Um, and I will, uh, as like sort of quietly, tenderly, uh, start to uh, make my way out the out the front door where we came in. And, and lead the group back out into the pouring rain. All right. Um, and I will be actually shielding my, my arm from it. Um, this, this, this time that we've been walking, that would be something folks would have noticed, is that I'm, I'm as much as possible covering my, my uh, bandaged arm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, where in particular do you guys want to go? I just had a couple questions about as yeah. we were entering the city. Uh, for one, did we did we pass through a wall? Uh, how heavily fortified is the city? Is it more like is there like a military presence? I just as we entered, I, I wanted to be on the lookout for um, just how fortified it seems and how you know because we're I'm keeping in mind that we're close to the capital and I've I don't think I've ever been in this level of civilization or this close to a capital city before. So what would I notice? Um, you would notice. Um, this is definitely less of a city than Addersfeld, um, which we've seen Addersfeld very well protected. That was right on the warfront. Direhand is less so. Um, you guys can all tell immediately that Direhand was definitely not given a whole lot of attention when the war started as far as fortification goes. No wall when you guys first entered. Um, and as you guys walk through the city, um, you noticed a couple of town guards, um, mostly dwarven, but where in Solaris, you guys had seen very heavy armor um, walking perfectly in step with each other. These guards are in a little bit more simple leather armor. Um, you see a couple of them, uh, as you rounded one of the corners, you saw a couple of them sort of sitting on a front porch, uh, chatting with each other. A little bit more casual, but definitely a, a presence to them. Would we have seen any banners to any particular, like, deities or... Or uh, would we have passed any kind of temples or anything? Not from the side of the town that you came into. Um, You can see um, sort of off in the distance because everything is generally one story buildings here. You can see the very few of them that are um, higher than that are across the town. And they seem to come up into like spires, almost like your traditional temple. But again one or two you spot a third that maybe rises up a little bit more um well, what do we think should we just try to move on from here we've um, got the rest of the day ahead of us um yeah does anyone need anything I mean we're in it we're in a and I look around it's like a town like I mean maybe there's some 
stuff here we could pick up? Maybe better clothes? Maybe something for the rain? Aye, that's sensible. Ah. And uh, I'll look around for like a shop as we kind of stroll down the street. Um, yeah. All right. Um, yeah, you see a couple of different shops um, as you are walking. What or is anything in particular going to be standing out for you? Um, like a stables? Um, yeah, you see a couple of stables um, as, as you're walking. Most of them you saw sort of more near the outskirts of town. Mm-hmm. As you get to more the center, not really as much. Um, you saw a couple of horses occupying the stables and a couple of them open. Um, it might also be a good idea to get maybe a cart. Is that something we can afford? Uh. What? Why do we need a cart, Flynn? For the weather. Like a hooded wagon. Yeah. It'll make it easier. Especially if we have to travel all the way back this way. Well, we we don't have to travel all the way back this way, though. Because we we're going to get the portal take fixed, the right? Yeah, I mean, we can try. I just think we should have less. I think less is more. I'm in agreement with that. I, I think we can take care of ourselves well enough. But the more appendages we have... Uh, Harder it is to protect them. And I sort of gesture the thought. <laughs> I like cradle my arm even more. Uh, I'd, I'd be keen to maybe a leather worker or something. some Somewhere I could get a, a, a cloak. Okay. I do agree that less is more, but uh, I do require a few more uh, elements of the elements, I suppose. <laughs> uh, and uh, what if they have an apothecary here somewhere? I'm looking around. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to have you make an investigation check as well as Kelk. Okay. Investigation? Yes. 12. Well, 23. 23. Um, Kelk, the second you mention a cloak, um, you sort of look off to your left and there seems to be a clothing store right there. Nice. <laughs> um, Ask and you shall receive. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, and it looks like probably lots of different things that you probably don't need, Mm -hmm. um, but most likely they carry cloaks in there. Alright, I will will go into that store. (laughs) Alright, you do and as you walk in um, the the air in here is like thick and you see just lining every single wall just packed with clothes. Different materials, um, different sizes and you would have a hard time going down and looking at each individual piece of clothing as they are packed together so tight. Um, lining the walls, you can see there's a second row up above that. Um, you can see that there are like these um, these uh, dressers, these long dressers with sort of half open drawers where you can see different um, other clothes in there. You can see uh, off in the corner, there's a bunch of boots, but this place is just musty and packed. Uh, is there a shopkeep? You don't see one at the moment, no. Hello? Um, are, are you open? I've just come in uh, from outside. Is anyone here? All right, I'll help myself. And uh, <laughs> I, will, I will try to look around for, like, the tall guy section. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, and I, I'm looking for... Uh, something 
like enveloping something that would be just like one big piece that would cover all of it like a, like a cloak with a hood um, that could could basically be in front um, covering most of covering my arms um, and pretty much just being open at, at my chest and below okay um, awesome so uh, you sort of look through and you see sort of a, a larger section and you walk over and there's a lot of different options. Um, there are different colors, different materials. Are you just looking for something sort of cloth? Yeah, something um, like dense and dark <laughs> would be okay. my preference. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so you something find um, something that, that would work perfectly. Um, it is a, a, well, it feels like cloth, but it's a little bit thicker. It's got a little bit more heft to it. Um, would definitely like subdue the rain outside. Um, and it is this this dark charcoal gray. If the name fits, uh, I'll I'll lift that off of the shelf. I'll look around the the room some more. Is anybody here? Okay, no one is here. Um, but as you lift it off of the shelf, um, you see there's a little tag on it that says three gold pieces. Okay. Is there a, like a counter somewhere, a, a, like a desk where this person there might is conduct their business? A a like a circular circular podium directly in the middle with a little cup in it. But, uh, how does this stay in business? Uh, I, <laughs> I take out three gold. I'll put it in the cup. Okay. And I'll... as soon as it drops into the cup, you hear the front door unlock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Huh. Uh, let's get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'll don the cloak, pull the hood up, be shrouded in my misery, and uh, and leave the, uh, the the store. Okay, and as you leave the store, um, you see uh, Shreya running down the street as you have found <laughs> an apothecary. Make this quick. All right, um, and you walk in, and you are also hit with just all of your senses all at once, different smells. You can almost taste like a bitterness in the air as you walk in and you can see different plants um, almost like growing and, and enveloping the inside of this place um, and you see a um, counter on the other side of the store from where you walked in and on top of it sits a elven man um, sitting legs crossed hands down open faced on his lap and eyes closed and sort of humming to deep, a deep breath in uh, what am I saying? I could spend a day here. Uh, of course you could. Uh, excuse me. Uh, I I went in with. Oh, you went. I okay. went in with um, Shreya to the okay. apothecary. All right. I'm just like standing there too. Well, uh, what do you do? You, what do you need? Do you need anything? Why did you look around? Um, not particularly. Okay. Uh, excuse me. Uh, well, what's your name? My name is Allah Fordu. Uh, Welcome to the Fallen Petal. Uh, greetings, Allah Fordu. I hope I never good at first time pronunciations. Um, uh, I only interrupt your meditation. I would not interrupt it if it weren't of the utmost importance. I'm looking for several things. Uh, Perhaps you might have some of them. 
I'm sure you would be able to find all that you need here. All right, then. Take too much of your time. I'm looking for a long strand of sumac, a piece of obsidian, uh, a glass orb. You have those three things. Let me find out for you. Oh, and before I forget, uh, any of the varietals of moonseed, if you have those as well. And without even opening his eyes to look at you yet, he purses his lips and... And you can see from behind the counter these four, like, ethereal birds, almost like hummingbirds. These weird, like, translucent, almost blue-green birds fly out and flutter around the room. And you can see one of them perches off in the corner and picks up one of your ingredients. Yeah. Comes back and places it down on the table. So cool. One of them mm-hmm. from the other corner picks up one of your ingredients, places it down on the table. The other one um, finds this glass orb and it seems to be a little bit big and heavy and it can't quite lift it. And then one <laughs> of the other birds comes over and helps it and brings it back over. And eventually all of your ingredients that you need are laid out onto the table. Ah, got to get me some of those. Mm, just watching them dance is a sight to behold. Uh, what shall, uh, how should I compensate you for these components, good, good elven friend? Those four ingredients would come out to 12 gold pieces. And those 12 gold pieces will now come your way. And then, and to try to match the level of uh, prowess that this guy's demonstrated and bringing them out, I'm going to see if I can try to levitate uh, a couple silver wisps under the gold pieces <laughs> to bring back to them. I'll let you decide if I'm suave or not <laughs> alright um, make, make a, a performance check <laughs> alright <laughs> that's a three <laughs> druid fight um, minus one uh, he graciously takes them Olma you see uh, Shreya trying way too hard to be fancy <laughs> um, it's, it's just very apparent <laughs> thank you your patronage is much appreciated uh, thank you very much. I'm going to walk up to the counter. Okay. And he's sitting on the counter, right? Mm-hmm. Excuse me? Um, I'll for do, I'll for do. Yes? Um, could I, um, ask for your help? Sure. Do you know what this is? And I hold out the silvery potion that, um, that's, that's, um, got like sparkly bits in it. I can identify that, I that. just forever. <laughs> I can identify that for a price. Yeah? How much? 15 gold pieces. What? That seems a bit steep to just tell me what the potion does. Well, then you can go somewhere else to find out what the potion well, fine, does. then. I will. <laughs> Have a good day. Water under my breath. There's a lot to learn, the young one. Um, you got like an orb and a black thing 
and so much stuff for 12 gold and all I want you is for them to... You are both bringing bad energy <laughs> into my store and I would appreciate it if you left. Alma, the longer we wait, the longer Xavier rots in chains. Yeah, let's go. Was well met. And uh, and I, with the little tap of my, my staff, bring like a... Uh, electric purple glow to the room to try to return his good energy. Um, I, as I'm walking out, <laughs> oh, will no, turn no, around no. and all of the water that is still on my cloak, I'm going to send his way oh, and boy. splash him in the face with it. <laughs> and then I go walk away. Jeez. Yowza. Okay. Um, <laughs> you see him uh, motion, his, <laughs> motion his hand as all of the water on its way to him dissipates into nothing. Cool. I don't see that because I was already walking away. <laughs> you do not see that. So in my mind, I splash him with water. And um. in your mind, he was so insulted. <laughs> so, okay. all, um, you guys all get back to the street. Flynn, is there something you want to do? Yeah. Um, I would have just said, hey, I'm going to stay outside uh, as they kind of went mm-hmm. into their respective places. Um, and I will... It's still raining, right? Yes, it is. Cool. Um... I would uh, just kind of walk around the streets and maybe try and find some alleyways and just kind of duck in them and look around the back of the buildings and um, little crevices and just looking for, you know, symbols. Okay. You know, just seeing if I see anything. If not, no worries. But I, I'm just going to, like, kind of stroll and do my best to be, like, um, like cool and brooding. Like, okay. uh, <laughs> With my hood up and everything. I'm kind of getting into it, but I'm trying to, like, look the part, you know. <laughs> Make an investigation check at disadvantage. Of course, because I'm tired. Do I still have a headache? Uh, yeah, you do. The, right. the headache at this point is coming back. Shrya's medicine has worn off. <laughs> need to find him again. He needs to get some more. Maybe I should run in there. No. Cool, cool, cool. Uh, so, the same roll, but it's still low. And that is investigation. Um, an eight. An eight, you don't see anything interesting. It's okay. Um, I'll kind of make my way back to where I can see both of the... At a distance, I can see both of the apothecary and the um, clothing shop, and I'll just lean up against the wall under an overhang, kind of in the shade. Just really try to look cool. Okay. Um, Everyone walks back out to the street. I have a quick question for Oma. Or actually, let me consult you first before yeah. I even go into this because this may not work otherwise um, when Oma described what she saw as the sun was rising would any of that have made sense to Shreya whatsoever of the what she was describing with the storm make a the, history check okay 16 16 um, you had grown up with stories and tales of um uh giants fighting across the sky and especially where you came up um, these were like folklore to explain cer- certain natural phenomenon um, you never really took them as, as seriously but this sounds like exactly one of the, the tales that you were told as a child well I've given it some thought and I think what you might have caught this morning is the Rain began to descend upon us. I think you might have caught a rare glimpse of one of the natural wonders that makes this world tick. 
I'm now reflecting on it. Quite sad I wasn't there to see it too, for I've only heard legends. What was it? Well, there are certain keepers of the different phenomena that we see across this world. Uh, As a child, I was very mystified by the intelligent ways in which the different gyrations of nature operate, but they, according to legend, are far more intelligent than we even realize. Uh, So, if you did see a being up there, I would hope, uh, well, in my sincerest heart of hearts, that it was a benevolent, neutral, just concerned with keeping the natural order in balance. So you believe me? You think I actually saw something? I'm not crazy? Oh, I more than believe you. I hope that one day I can bear witness to and maybe sit down and speak to this entity that you saw (laughs) a brief glimpse of. (laughs) Man, but it looks so big. It's big for a reason. You can't shape nature on a small scale. Badass. That was cool. (laughs) Yeah. All right. um, So as you all meet back up on the street, still pouring rain without any signs of letting up, uh, what would you guys like to do? Um, do we know, uh, Flynn, can I, can I see your map? Can we, uh, if we, if we huddle over here under this awning, yeah. uh, can I just make heads or tails of where I we're mean, going? I mean, yeah. As I <laughs> pull you, my cloak slowly. What are you doing with your voice? Why, why, um, why are you throwing your um, bra like that? Flynn? Never mind. Never mind. Um, yeah, here, there's a little awning here. We can, and I'll pull out the map. <laughs> um, uh, what is our relative distance to, um... The shack, the uh, uh, Hayfried uh, Circle B. Um, yeah. So um, you know that um, the shack that Hayfried had told you guys about um, was on sort of the eastern side of the city, um, and uh, yeah, I believe he also expressed to you guys that a possible route would be either going there directly on foot. Or um, as Darhand is a port city, going there um, by way of the Gulf, and it's just outside of Oakenspire. This this circle, this shack. It's actually just within the bounds of Oakenspire. It's in it's in city it's limits. Inside, yes. okay. Which which is the fastest way? Um, looking at it, and just the pace that you guys have been traveling so far, um, fastest way would probably be to catch a boat. Looks like if we go down, uh, we might be able to get aboard uh, by the river there and go through the Gulf of Kanbandir, get around to Oakenspire. Either that, or we try to make it. Hopefully, there's a bridge across to Whitewind, and then we'd go through there. But uh, I don't know. The cities are dangerous here. <laughs> Almost as dangerous as the wilderness. Yeah, maybe it's better if we just catch a. A boat, and then maybe it's easier to get into 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 Oakenspire if you're on a boat. Um, if I peer closely, does there look like there's any ports m- marked where we might get a boat from Direhand? Um, yeah. So, not well. Direhand on the map is like super close to the coast. 
Um, but especially just even walking up to Dyerhand, you saw um, the entire city was like a semicircle around the coast itself. Mm. So it seemed to be like very port based. You saw um, oh, okay. several several ships um, upon coming up, and also. Um, you would see on the map that Oak and Spire has a fair share of ports as well as it is also up on the coast. Right. Uh, pros and cons, right? If we, if we get a boat, we will have to explain ourselves to someone, whoever the captains the ship, uh, or we could buy one, which might be expensive. I, I don't have much money myself. Um, and we'll also be stuck. So there's no escape in a boat once you're on it, right? If we went by foot, we'd have a little more control, but it'll take longer, and I know time is of the essence. Um, what if we take about partial part of the way and then go from foot to the entrance? Is that a best of both worlds kind of situation? How do you mean? Where would you want to dock? If we go from Dyerhand, we, we can maybe get to Whitewind, and that might cut off a lot of time, and it seems like we can just go right from Whitewind to Oakenspire from there, and that might save time, but also allow us to have the freedom of land and not have to worry about getting a captain all the way to Oakenspire. Mm-hmm. Um, alternatively, we could use the same excuse we used before. That that seemed to work. Um, ju- just pass through uh, Whitewind? Uh, yeah. N- no, to get on the boat from Di- at Dyerhan and go all the way to Oakenspire and just use the same excuse that we used to, to get here the first time. Um, we, we've got the sigil. Um, uh, uh, Shreya, I don't think you can stay a dog that whole time, but that's okay. Uh, uh, you can be yourself, and, and that's fine. Um, and, and then and and then when we get to Oakenspire, we can just say we're looking for Zeta, right? Because um. Zeta, she does the same thing that you do. Right, she could be... My contact that will uh, uh, that I'm or, going to or have that you her want to meet up. her. Yeah. I I don't know. Sure. Uh, I mean, whatever path we take, I think that's a logical uh, line of reasoning. So we should just take the fastest way there. The fastest way is by boat. Yes. Um, DM. Uh, in my experience, in from growing up, I think if I remember back, it, does it seem that um, the security around a dock? or security around a front entrance on land, which would have more security, which would be harder to enter, which would need more papers and all that stuff. But I even know anything about that? Um, actually, yes, you would know that. Um, yeah, you would know that for the most part, getting into a city from a ship is going to be a lot less obstructed than getting in from land. Um, generally, a lot more people are able to traverse over land than are afford a ticket on a ship. So a lot less people are coming in through the ports, which makes that whole process a lot easier and a lot less tenuous. I mean, yeah, if we're trying to use that uh, trick we did last time, docks might be the way to go and it'd be faster. Um, this, Yeah, I think that might be the thing to do. I think the pros outweigh the cons. You know, if we're if we're taking it logically, yeah. There's like a lot of people trying to get in through the front gates, but not a lot of people getting in through a boat. So I guess if we have the paperwork, which do we have that sigil? Yeah, yeah. We good. we kept our our forged letter when we passed through. They didn't take it from you. Okay. <laughs> um, should we see how much a captain costs? They know the waters better than we do. It might be worth seeing the price. Or or just finding a boat that's already going to Oakenspire. 
and then just, just paying, paying for, for passage. passage. Yeah. yeah. Right. I like that idea too. Uh, I, I can't say I'm crazy about the idea of being on the water myself, but uh, if it's necessary, then that's fine. Well, this seems much more sensible than my idea, which was to stow away on a gem and minerable, minerable, uh, the rain, gem <laughs> and mineral boat. Uh, Your idea was to stow away? Yes, it would give us, well, give us something to do while we're waiting. And if it's a variety of different gems and minerals, it could be a nice uh, distraction before we get to the city. Are you just looking for shiny objects, Raya? No, of course not. Okay. <laughs> uh, How do you stow away four bodies? That seems like a lot to stow away. I've uh, heard it works. <laughs> Let's see if we're priced out and then we'll consider <laughs> how that could be accomplished. So are we heading out now? Or are we... Uh-huh. Okay. I think so. Do, do you need anything? I just thought that maybe I should... I just want to go... So I want to look around for one more store. Do you want to try the... Iron Light Collective? I... I kind of walked around and kind of looked around for it. And I couldn't see anything, so maybe they're not here. Um, no, this is a little different. Um, and DM, I'll look for... It's like a general store or... This might sound stupid, but like a, like a kid's store for like toys. Okay. Uh, make an investigation check at disadvantage. Five. Five? You, I mean, you're looking around, you're seeing signs, you're reading the names of these places, but you can't pick out. I mean, it's, you see like, they're just sort of some weird names. You can't figure out exactly what each of the stores are. Is there anyone on the street that I could just stop? And just like, <laughs> right now, you guys are the only ones on the street as the rain is coming down hard. I just wanted to get something to remember this place by. Just think about it and paint a picture in your head. Sometimes memories are uh, enough. Mm. Yeah, but sometimes they fade. And objects help you remember. It's okay. Let's go. All right. Um, so are you guys heading off to the port at this point? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you guys uh, begin walking over towards the coast. And... Um, the actual, the port itself is a lot more occupied. Um, it seems that most of these ships, um, while docked and called dormant, um, it seems that two of them are still very active at the moment. Um, crews being loaded on and off, um, boxes, crates, um, things of, of that sort, um, sort of coming on and off the boats. Um, and as you guys walk up, you see a little bit of a crowd has formed. Um, maybe six or seven people um, have crowded around and are yelling, are, are in a little bit of a, uh, an argument. And um, you can hear several voices. I'm not going back out there. What do you think? No, I'm not going back out there either. What, are, are you insane? No, we're not doing this. And you hear one booming voice from the crowd sort of yelling back at them. You will get back on this boat this instant, or I will see that you are all hunted down, I swear. And you guys look into the crowd and you see 
Several of the voices that were shouting are human, dwarf. You see a couple of half-elves. And you see the booming voice that had um, yelled back is much taller. Six and a half, maybe seven feet. You see broad shoulders, this golden fur going down their arms and their legs. You see a brown cloak over. You see a giant golden mane and the head of a lion. As these voices clamor back, no, I swear, no, we saw the island out there. We are not going back out there. As they all disperse and walk away and you see this giant lion figure sort of shake his head, begin to walk back towards the boat. And the group you said, what, like they're all gone now and he's on they're his own? beginning to disperse, yeah. Hmm. Okay, like this might be our, this might be our shot. Sounds a little bit suspicious to me, Flynn. I, I don't know what this island is they're talking about, but it's not on our itinerary. When you know what we, I mean? When do we do something that's not suspicious? <laughs> I'm trying to carve a new path. <sighs> Just lean into it. Come on. And I'll start walking towards the, start walking towards the line, man. At least worth, worth investigating. No. All right. Um, as you guys walk up, um, you can see he's sort of pacing back and forth. Hello. I'm Flynn Fellowweave. Hi, Flynn. I don't care at the moment. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what seems to trouble you today? Well, my entire crew just left. So, if you're for hire, I would love to bring you on. A smile creeps across my little, little face. <laughs> well, where are you going? We're going to Oakenspire. <laughs> as I turn back to the, the party. <laughs> we may be heading that way as well. Um... Why did they leave? Superstitious. Huh. Of what? They claim to have seen an island, and some say that the island does things. I don't know. I don't believe in it. I've never seen it. But these people run off at the sign of an island. But we are not going on the island, right? No, of course not. Right, we're sailing around it. It'll be fine. I'll turn to the group. I'll uh, make a face. <laughs> I raise my eyebrows crossly, Flynn. What's the superstition about this island, sir? Gods know. I have no idea. But all I know is as soon as someone claims to have seen an island out there, the rest of my crew just up and leaves. I turn and look at the group. <laughs> um, I hate to say it, but five people... Does not make a crew. How big of a boat is it? Can we tell? It's not huge. Um, it uh, it looks like probably ten people could probably man it well enough. What about four people and a horse? <laughs> um, you do you do actually still see? Um, it doesn't look like the entire crew left. It looks like there are um, three, maybe four people still lugging stuff onto the boat. And what is the purpose of your voyage? My transporting. Um, we have a couple of passengers. Uh, we pride ourselves on being uh, one of the most luxurious uh, ships out on the sea, and we take people back and forth from where they need to go. Are you carrying any goods aboard? Lots of goods. We, we take uh, plenty of things in the cargo hold as we uh, transport the people back and forth as well. What are you paying? Well, um... <laughs> It doesn't look like you're all very experienced. I but... have tons of experience. What are you talking about? 
Make a deception check. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> I can't see, is it? Nine. <laughs> he sort of looks at you and... How old are you? <laughs> 31. She's older than she looks. She's part halfling, so... Whole thing. Yeah, I don't believe that. Um, I will... Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll be willing to pay you all five gold for the, the trip. Five gold each um, for the trip to Oakenspire, but it's going to be rigorous work. Um, how long would the trip take? Well, um, the wind looks to be on our backs, uh, especially with this storm. Uh, it shouldn't take any more than, uh, I'd say, 24 hours. And I can assure you that if it gives out at any moment, I can provide. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I sort of look over at Flynn and give like a little wink trying to like pick up with his like suave routine I wink and as you guys are having this this discussion <laughs> sort of um, <laughs> off and you can see loading one of the other boats is a, a dwarf carrying this crate and he looks over to the, the lion man and uh, he goes really scraping the bottom of the barrel aren't ya and he sort of chuckles to himself and, and the lion <laughs> tries to brush it off um, have I ever seen a man like this um, that has a lion's head? Is that what you described him as? Yeah. Um, humanoid body, lion head, just super jacked. I mean, I've been around a little bit, but I don't know. If, have I ever um, seen? Like, is this like throwing me or do I understand that there are people? I mean, obviously we're traveling with um, a uh, bird. A bird man. <laughs> Does it shake me at all? No. Okay. You would have heard but not seen um, something. I will be staring at the main. Okay. Wishing I had a handful of that. Hand. At this point, it is, it is, um, you can tell it's like, it's this thick mane, but it's um, totally being matted down by all of the Of rain. course, of course. What's the cost for a ticket aboard? As cost a passenger. For a ticket aboard. Yeah, as a passenger. Oh, you're being serious. Yeah, you said you take passengers. Do you each have 300 gold on you? You cost 300 gold to go 24 hours? Yes. And you're only paying people five gold to help you? Yes. I'm just so confused by the, like... (laughs) Just the numbers in my head are just kind of, like, swimming. And I just am, like... Do I know if... if Bonkers. Kaldor is expensive i mean i wasn't there but three dollars for a cloak uh like like three hundred dollars for a trip across is 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 it expensive in kaldor um not in general but Mm. the closer you get to the capital Uh prices tend to go up i will say this then as a cost conscious traveler and the fact that it does take considerable (laughs) energy for me to conjure wind uh, if my services are needed on this vessel uh, I will uh, charge an additional two gold pieces if I need to provide the vessel with uh, extra oomph, if you will. No. <laughs> I need to work on my haggling skills. Stand under my breath. Fine. I, l- I you- look at our group. A child, a half-asleep halfling, yeah. <laughs> and a birdman. <laughs> and then me. And I just look at the guy and say, we'll be what you as we can. And, uh, uh, we'll do a good job. We're 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 hardy people. You can count on us. All right. And just off in the distance, coming off of the ship, having just loaded that crate on, you see the same dwarf with a long, scraggly, uh, salt and pepper beard um, hops off of the, the ship and goes, "Hey, I'll pay each six gold. How about that?" Oh. And he sort of laughs towards the the line. 
come and join me crew, and I'll give you six gold. Do you have any goods aboard your ship? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we travel with uh, lots of things. Where are you going? Oakenspire, wouldn't you know? <laughs> Just to verify, this guy is, like, on a different ship yelling across? Yes. Ooh. How big is his ship? His ship is a little bit smaller, but um, looking uh, over sort of at it, um, it looks a little bit more sleek, and you can see um, cannon ports coming out of the sides, whereas this ship that you guys are on seems to be more of a, like a luxury vessel, no cannons. Okay, and the one, how much, do we see any other crew members aboard the other ship? Yes, you do. Um, You see um, about five, four or five members of the crew. Um, You don't see, you see each of them loading them up, not as superstitious as this crew seems. But each boat has a crew, right? Like there are still some. Each boat has a crew, Uh, can I make a, a, a an assessment at a glance here of like luxury line versus like battleship of like what the crew is generally like if they seem <laughs> disgruntled or <laughs> content? Especially the, especially yeah. the captain. Yeah, know, like, yeah, these two guys. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how I could compare their. One of them definitely seems a bit like a scallywag. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, if you want to make an insight check, okay, you can do that. <laughs> I'm not a I'm not a seaman. Uh, that would be thirteen. Thirteen. Um, you get that the crew on the dwarf's boat seems to be a little bit. I don't want to say happier, but a little bit more content with with the work that they're doing. Whereas um, the crew on the the uh, Leonin, which is the race of the line. Leonin ship um, seems to be a little bit more disgruntled, but that could just be to the fact that half of the crew just left, so they're probably gonna have to do a little bit more. Work. Um, does does the does the captain look like he's like dressed way better than everyone else? Um, he doesn't look like he's dressed too much better than everyone else, um, especially on this ship. Um, it doesn't. It looks like all of the crew are pretty well dressed, whether that's uniform or personal wear. I'm just trying to assess whether he pockets like all of the extra gold as a mean boss man. Make an insight check for me. 16. 16. Um, you actually look at him and he's wearing pretty much the exact same uniform as everyone else. Um, and you sort of get he's not the captain. Mm. He's high up, but he's not the captain himself. Which is why he's so rude. <laughs> Which is why he's even ruder. Um, I turn to Kalik uh, and then I turn to our half-asleep friend, Flynn. <laughs> and then I turn to Shreya. And I shrug and I say, I don't know, six gold pieces is better than five. Mm. I also don't like this man. He's rude. One ship seems more prepared for... Uh, what's the word? Troubled waters? Yeah, but if you prepare for them, in my experience, it's because you usually run into them. Right, like you shouldn't learn to swim because you'll get shipwrecked. <laughs> yes, and if uh, there's an extra presence in Oakenspire, they might be more keen to inspect ships that bear 
arms than those that do not. Were we trying to keep a low profile? Well, but don't they always go to Oakenspire? They said they were already going to Oakenspire, though. So mm-hmm. if they were already going, then they have passage there. Well, yeah, that's an assumption, though. We don't know. Hey, were you already going to Oakenspire? Who are you yelling that at? The dwarf. Um. Uh, yes, yes, we were. Cool. I'm distrustful of dwarves. <laughs> we know, Shreya, and we still need to talk about that because it's not okay. <laughs> Shreya, this guy, and I turned to the the lion head headed man. He is so mean to us, and he treats you like you're worth nothing, even though you're super powerful and you could create win for them, and he didn't even care. And the food is terrible, too! <laughs> He's mean. He's intriguing. <laughs> no. I will say, I uh, I, I, think Trias' point to the relative suspiciousness of the vessel is, is worth noting. That, um, yeah. That, I was thinking that too. Like being on a luxury cruise and showing up, they might wave us on a lot easier than showing up with. I'll look over. What, what's he doing right now? Just, <laughs> oh, at this point, he's just—he's leaning up against a crate, hanging out, just looking and seeing what you guys are gonna do. What they're doing? Does he? Does do they? What are their? Do they look? Who's got more scars? <laughs> like who looks more hardened? You know, among these two guys. I would say they—they they look hardened in different ways okay. that the the dwarf looks a little bit more like cocky and willing to jump into a fight but then the leonin looks like he's a little bit more reserved in his power he's savvy mm. um, i will um just kind of look down at my arms and like the uh maybe the bruises and the cuts from our adventures in the cave and uh, just remember what happened and just kind of look to all my look to the group look back to alma um, which one do you want to go on? Me? Yeah. Um, I guess the one that can protect itself? And I'll look to the group. I'm going with Holmes' choice. Oh, one moment. Uh, I lean over to Stillfest. <laughs> what do you think? Are you casting? Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm oh. casting. <laughs> <speaking Yes. laughs> uh, I would prefer not to go on a boat in general. <laughs> of course. I was going to say. Who would you rather look at? I would prefer not to go on a boat in general. Well, you're going to get on a boat either way. <laughs> oh. So if you had to pick. <laughs> I, I would choose. Um, ooh, this is difficult. Um, well, on one hand, you have the one. With the cannons, it could protect us. Um, and then on the other hand, this one looks fancier and um, probably has better accommodations. Um, but then on the other hand, the other one looks maybe a little bit faster. And this crew kind of looks stuck up. Um, but then also the other one is maybe unpredictable. Would you like nicer brushes or peace of mind? I would love that so much. I'm going to tug on Shreya's um, <laughs> feather on his arm. Shreya? Yes? Um, considering our past, do you think maybe we should allow Stillfest to stay here in the stables? It could be be our final goodbye to Stillfest if we take the portal back. 
That's you probably guys, for the best. Are you talking about leaving me here? Well, if it means you could stay on land instead of oh, going yes, on a boat. please. <laughs> All right, Stillfast. This way, we won't make you venture onto the uncertain waters. This will only take a minute. I'm going to guide Stillfast to some stables. Hey, I'll go. I'll go with. And as he's walking away, um, sort of recognizing them, Olma instigated Stillfast staying. He sort of just bows his head a little bit as he walks away from you. And uh, Shry, you take him over to a stable. I mean, I can do the talking if you want. Yes, uh, yes, do the talking. See what uh, a new owner for Stillfast will be. And maybe we can, hey, maybe we can farm some more gold out of it. Yeah, that's the plan. Maybe we'll, yeah. All right, uh, and I'll grab the reins and I'll kind of like lead the way into uh, the stables. Okay, um, as you approach... Uh, you see a dwarven woman who is who's sort of like stacked up a couple of bundles of hay and is has made like a little um, almost like a little couch for herself and is laying there with with her feet up. Uh, in dwarvish, I will walk up uh, and I will put the rope around a, a pole or whatever the stable area. Um, well, hi, uh, and and uh, in dwarvish, I'll just say, "My name's Flynn Fellowweave, and uh, I'm here to." I'll point towards Stolfast. I drop him off and maybe sell him for the right price. Uh, hi, Flynn. I'm always in the market to buy horses. Um, what are you looking to sell them for? Um, and in common, I'll turn to Trya and I'll turn back. Twenty gold. Sold. Shit. <laughs> the thing about this horse is that. Uh, be very still, but also very fast. That's yeah. why we, well, in some parts he's known as still fast. But you're free. <laughs> oh, you're free to utilize him as you will. For the for the um, the saddle, I meant um, for the whole horse together. Oh, I got confused. Um, I would sell him for again after that. One hundred gold pieces. Yes. <laughs> One hundred gold. He's broken line speed records. <laughs> yes. Um, either both of you make a persuasion check or one at advantage. Can I give him advantage if I'm disadvantaged? Actually, no, you cannot. So okay. I'm gonna have just both of you do a do a straight roll. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll roll. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, just do like two twenties. How hard is that? Um, and I think I have a negative. <laughs> I should have gone with you guys. Yeah. <laughs> this is our horse. That's, yeah. that's right. That's right. It's your response. Uh, what'd you get? <laughs> Uh, the disadvantage, right? Uh, yours is just a straight. Roll. Okay, yeah, oh, six. Man. Uh, yeah, I got a five. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'll give you thirty. Twenty for the horse, like you just said, and then I'll give you ten for the saddle. I will look outside. Are there any other stables? <laughs> um, not in the immediate immediate vicinity. Oh, no. My God. I think time matters right now more than money, Flynn. Yeah, we can just also just lie and say we sold it for no more. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. There you go, it is! Reach out my hand. Perfect. Um, and she goes into her pouch and uh, dishes out 30 gold. Still fast, you will forever be worth much more than this. Don't let him treat you badly. Yeah, that wasn't very much money. It's... We're, get... We're getting there in our... I have no experience in the economies of this world. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but I know that your pure heart will lead you 
down a path of righteousness. <laughs> I'll turn to the. I turn away. I'll turn to the lady. He he can talk to them. I think. Um, <laughs> I think. Yeah, sure. <laughs> As she like goes and sort of grabs the reins and pulls him um, away from Shreya. Goodbye, uh, still. If I could, uh, I just want to. I'm gonna do it. Um, I don't know if, if I could cut a piece of the hair off of Stillfast. Yeah, sure. I'll just cut a little handful of it and tie it in a rope. Let's look at it. This will do. Throw it in my souvenir pack. Just throw it in there. Okay. All right, and you guys well, make your way back to the rest of the group. While they're gone, um, I've turned to Kellek. <sighs> okay, Kellek. We're supposed to meet halfway. What do you think we should do? I don't think this is really an apt example, Oma. Both of these things have uh, pretty much an equal benefit to us. But I... And an equal risk. I mean... If that ship saw an island, who knows what, like an island that eats people, who knows? I think if there's a cursed island out there, we're bound to encounter it either way we go. Yeah, so I would rather encounter it with people who maybe have seen a little bit. Sure. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm on board. It's <laughs> an appropriate phrase. But uh, I yes, I, I don't really see why not. Um, I think the way people are, eh, it's likely that... Uh, either crew has their own quirks, so why not? I just don't like being treated like a child. Well, you got a couple of years yet before that's gonna stop them. Sure, but they don't have to be so mean about it. Aye, that they don't. But um, I'll turn to the the dwarf. Uh, when our uh, fellows. Return. Uh, we'll be happy to join you. Uh, six gold, you said. Help yours, Gabriel! <laughs> I like it, Gabriel. Yeah, up yours, Gabriel. <laughs> yeah, up yours, Gabriel! <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, uh, I'll explain it to you. Right? As Raya and I are walking back. Okay, so... 30 gold is what we bought it for. <laughs> I'd say uh, he, he really beat us down in 70. Let's, let's 70, 70 sounds reasonable, especially yes. with just like they probably know that we're not the greatest. Not this. So, like, yeah, we'll go with like, go with like 70. And um, if they ask, because we're probably going to split it between the four of us. So, I have some gold. I do too. Do you have, do you have 20? I, I do. Yes. Okay, I have 20, and that'll make it 70. And then, then when we split it, they'll know that it's even, and they won't, they won't know. Yes, yes. Okay. Precisely. <laughs> All right. Only a careful inspection of the gold will reveal if it actually came you from have a more to organized uh, place. Be deceptive and stern and confident. Okay, that's what I was taught. I will think of nothing it, else. Okay, good. All right, here they are. Let's go. All right. Hey, uh, yep, so we sold it. Yes. Oh, good. Does Stillfast have a nice home? Yeah, she seemed she seemed nice. She oh. had, like, this really cool, like, little chair she was sitting in. She seemed really, um, like, she cared... Good. Yeah. Yes, Great. Then. We are going to go with the dwarf. Cool. Whatever you choose. Uh, I think it's right. your turn to choose. Uh, yeah. Why, why, why are you saying it like that? Anyway, um, so yeah. we got it uh, 70 gold, um, and we can split it up. Why do we need to split it? Okay, I'll keep it. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> yep. Yeah, cool. that's, Let's go. I mean, that's fine. I, we you, didn't you, pay for the horses. Right. Secret covered us on so, that. So. Really, yeah. you owe him money, not me. And a sword of a murder. That's, that's true. We actually are quite indebted to Seeker. Yeah, that's actually get on this boat. I <laughs> <laughs> notice a little twinge of conflict. I just start humming. And, oh, the rain that falls on the rain. <laughs> Try it. That's cool. Oh, yes, yes. 
Alright, your employment begins now. Grab some crates and help us load, and then we'll be on our way. I'm going to find any crate that I can pick up. Same. Okay. Same. Same. <laughs> you all are not strong people. Okay. Um, you I'm strong-ish. You're strong. I have plus one. Relative. Um, you guys all are able to uh, finish up loading this, uh, this ship. What seems to be left is generally the smaller stuff. It seems like um, they loaded up all of the big stuff um, before you guys as when you are loading up, you're sort of directed down um, underneath into sort of the hull of the ship. And um, there are three layers. There's the top deck. Um, there's the uh, middle platform of the ship, which seems to be mostly um, sleeping quarters. Um, that's where the, um, the galley is. And then there's the bottom deck where all of the cargo and everything is being held. As you guys are moving things down to the bottom deck, you guys see a bunch of much larger crates that must have been moved here before um, you guys actually got here. Um, crates spanning in size from something that you guys could easily hold in your hands to something that is easily five feet by three feet by six feet. Um, and you guys see all this? Most of them are boxed up pretty well. Can't really see what's inside of anything. But um, as you guys are walking around the ship, um, you uh, already introduced to Paston Broadhammer. Um, <laughs> yes. Paston? Paston. Okay. Paston Broadhammer, um, who, upon introducing himself uh, formally for the first time, is the first mate of this ship. Um, he is second in command, just under the captain. Um, and you can see he's got lots of like these leather straps all across him and you can see like these these hooks sort of coming out of these straps um, and uh, you can see light leather armor and on either side of him he's got two daggers um, so on each side he has two daggers um, one sort of hanging off his hip and then one sort of up on his thighs what was the name of this ship before we walked did we see it on the side of the ship just a side note uh, Shreya is going to be looking at the markings on each of the cargo that he's carrying to see if he can discern what's inside them if they're labeled. Okay, I'm going to have you make a... You're looking at the markings, right? Yes, yes. I'm going to have you make a history check for me. 16. Uh, 16. You are looking over these crates. Um, you see on one of the crates a little symbol of Firefly. Um, it, the crate is about three feet by three feet by three feet. And um, on another one, just on the opposite side, this is the big, the biggest crate in here. Um, it looks, uh, uh, like I said before, about five feet by three feet by six feet. Um, you see the, uh, like a little, little like, it almost looks like an infinity symbol, but then it's got another, um, sort of circle inlaid into that. Um, and you recognize this symbol because you've seen it just a tiny little inscription on the base of Thaddeus. Hmm. Well then. Do we all see the yeah, firefly? Yeah, do we all see the <laughs> I am going to communicate what I have learned to the rest of the party suavely and secretively. Because I don't think the crew would want me would want to hear me talking mm. about how much I'm admiring the cargo. 
Does everything have the firefly? Uh, no, just one of them. And then um, a separate one. A has. separate one has the sort of infinity with the inlaid circle into it. Right. Um, and then the rest of them have different symbols. Um, some of them are like branded on. Some of them are carved into it. Some of them seem to be painted on, but you don't recognize any of the other ones. These these ones are the ones that you specifically notice. Um, and as you guys are loading on, um, the uh, the first mate reaches out his hand to each of you, and as each of you passes by, and he he shakes each of your hands. He goes, "Welcome to the Howit Dugan." Welcome, welcome to the Howitt Dugan. Welcome to the Howitt Dugan, and welcome to the Howitt Dugan. All right, so okay. you got me. I'm the first mate of the ship, and then up, just the only person above me is Captain McCready. Uh, he's the one over there, sort of inspecting the back of the boat. And you look over, and uh, you see also just drenched in rain still um, a purple tiefling. Um, and as he sort of turns around. Um, you can see this this short, stark white hair on top and a uh, just like a pure white goatee um, around his face. He is um, standing sort of very regally and you can see these um, this blue um, sort of coat jacket that comes up over his shoulders and extends down to the ground with just a little bit of like gold inlay over the shoulders. Um, and uh, he turns and he points to... Um, one of the men who is loading up the galley. And he says, And that's our cook, Damien Keel. And you see loading is a rather rotund human man, um, probably in his late 60s, um, very old, and just really struggling to get all of his stuff in order. Um, and then he also introduces you guys to um, one of the, the deck hands. Um, his name is Timmy Flurd. Um, he is also a human, uh, but rather young, um, probably just cresting 18 or 19. Um, you can see the the little peach fuzz and stubble just beginning to come in on his face. Um, and the last member of the crew, um, Prala Holiday, who is a dwarven woman, um, probably about um, what in, in dwarven years what would probably be about 30 um, still looks rather youthful even though you can see the, the weathering on her face uh, uh, pleasure to make your acquaintance uh, uh, my name's Kellek uh, this is Alma Trya and Flynn respectively I will certainly be forgetting those names that's fine uh, we forget ourselves sometimes so uh, how's it Dugan is that the greeting on board this vessel the, the prompt Nicely worded greeting. <laughs> it's the name of the boat. I don't know what else to say. Ah, right. I take a step back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'll be showing you to your quarters, but for our, the remainder of the trip, you will most likely be working, um, making your six gold for the course of twenty-four hours. Yes. Okay. Uh... What do you want us to do? Well. There's a couple of different things that you can do on the boat. Are any of you well-versed in cooking? I'll take that as a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, if any of you want to help, um, we've, uh, we've got sort of uh, an elderly gentleman in the, uh, in the galley. He I'm, needs a bit of help. I'm happy to help. I used to help Rosie. I don't know who that is, <laughs> <laughs> but we do have Damien. And uh, Damien, fine, fine young man. 
Um, but he sometimes needs some help, and you might want to get used to uh, speaking loudly and sort of yelling. It's a little hard of hearing. I can yell! Yes, you can. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, for the rest of you, um, we would uh, are, are generally in need of, of just a general assistant over the course of the boat. Um, anything that the captain or myself needs, any of the deckhands, if they need uh, a piece of equipment, someone to just run around the ship and get things for people. Uh, does that sound good to any of you? I'd be keen to do that. I'm, I'm uh, good and uh, I'm quite flexible for my age. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I can take that role. All right. Uh, hey, Timmy, get, come over here. And uh, this, this young human boy runs over and, yes, uh, how can I help? Uh, you can take these remaining two and just show them what you do around the boat and uh, <laughs> just uh, generally have them do the same. <laughs> and uh, he looks at both of you guys and he goes, oh, amazing. Wow. I get more help. Okay. Um, and I get to, and he, he, he turns in, I get to tell them what to do, right? Oh, uh, yeah, just, uh, yeah. No, they're they're under your contract and supervision. And his eyes just light up. Um, and uh, he said, okay, um, if you guys want, uh, come with me. I'll, I'll show you how to get started. Sounds good, Timmy. <laughs> All right, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. And with that, um, you guys see... Uh, Timmy, with the help of now Shreya and Flynn, um, as well as Prala, um, all untie the ropes that were connecting you guys to the dock, and the um, sails come unfurled as you guys make your way out of the port. You can uh, see just off, still docked there, um, this much uh, fancier and a little bit more sizable boat. Um, You can see just off on the dock this Leonin man rushing from person to person, trying to hire someone to to fill the boat and uh, as you guys make your way off from the dock all you hear is <laughs> up yours <laughs> and as you guys make your way off and into the sea with this storm at your back and rain just beating the hell out of this ship that is where we're going to end this session going to call it right there as you guys head out to sea. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Calling it right there. So thank you all so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you all again next week. Bye, nerds. 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 Hey, this is Shane. I play Kellogg on the podcast, and I write all the music you hear in the background. Uh, if you like what we're doing, please like us, rate us, review us, subscribe to us on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. If you're on YouTube, you can subscribe to that. Uh, that would mean the world to us and also help us continue to create the show at the high level that we want to create it at and even improve it. If you can imagine that. Uh, (laughs) Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Have a great day, nerds.